0: So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Axis Communications and thanks as always to our supporting partner 3XLogic also. Now we're in for a treat this week, my guest is none other than Andy Wainwright, Head of Online Loss Prevention at Next. Now Andy's worked in the fraud industry, he claims for the past 17 years, uh, although we might just check on that, he looks far too young to have achieved that much uh, experience significant uh, experience in leading investigations and prevention of internal and external crimes, financial insurance, telecoms, and of course, retail. Um, Implemented a raft of new fraud strategies across multiple delivery channels, both cash and credit, and leading to considerable cost savings as well, some of which have been publicized. Now, Andy's a regular speaker at industry events, and possibly more impressive than that, his team at Next have won the online Profit Protection Team of the Year at the Fraud Awards for at least one, I hear rumour, even uh, multiple awards on, uh, on successive years. So we'll come to that in a moment. But Andy, welcome. Thanks for having me, Paul. No, always a pleasure. Now, um, first things first, before we get going, a little bit of insight into your background, career to date. How did you get into risk LP online fraud? But before you answer that, young Wainwright at school, staring out of the window. What was the dream? To be honest, when I left school, I wanted to be an actor,
1: Paul, which uh, probably won't come as a massive shock to those that know me really well. Yeah. But uh, I very quickly realized that uh, there's not much money to be made in uh, in acting. So uh, I, I went to college and got a, a job in uh, a call center, which was Ventura at the time. I must've been, 17 years old, uh, and Ventura was owned by Next. Um, so that's how far back my connections go to Next. But it was while working at Ventura in that call centre that uh, there were some, uh, some things going on in my personal life that required a bit of an invest- a bit of investigative work, Paul. And that made me realise that I had an aptitude for investigation. Um, and that's really how I got into, into online fraud. Um, I moved to GE briefly, um, but then came back to Ventura to be their internal fraud investigator um, and was taught the ropes by uh, the compliance manager there at the time. I then went to RBS to be a special investigator, and they were good enough to put me through the Bon Solon qualification. Um, I then went to um, O2 to learn how to be a fraud analyst. I then got a job managing a small fraud team, which taught me operational management. I then went to Freeman's, which taught me uh, quite a lot about fraud strategy. I was then very fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to uh, launch the brand new fraud strategy, Express Gift as it it was then, uh, now rebranded as Studio. And then um, those that knew Alison Parkinson, Uh, She was approaching retirement, um, and so the rest is history, really.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, a vast array of of experience, but I think it was first when you were at Express Gifts. They were, you know, not a a tier one retailer, but uh, I think you started to get noticed at that point. Um, I saw you on the speaking circuit. We met at that time, uh, and you were doing some really quite cool stuff. And do you think that was, was that because Express was a smaller retailer, Did you have a direct sort of uh, hotline into the board? How did you manage to, you know, do some really cool stuff uh, at maybe a place that you wouldn't normally expect to see such innovation?
1: Yeah, I, I did have some direct access to the finance director at, at Express Gifts. He's, he's now actually doing a bit of work for Next. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, um, I, I had a really supportive um, head of credit risk uh, who I reported into Express Gifts. But one thing that really helped as well, I, don't, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, Paul, but I'll take you back quite a few years now. When I first came to retail risk, we're going back a lot of years now when online was really just in its infancy um and following attendance at retail risk i was asked to give some feedback and i gave some quite direct feedback that there wasn't much there to cater to online Mm. and you came right back at me with the challenge of okay andy what can you do to help us with that Mm. um and so that really helped to expand uh my 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 list of contacts with the industry shall we say paul and it it was one of the first speaking uh Um, gigs that I did at retail risk I had done one or two before but back then in my career I remember how terrified I was at the prospect (laughs) of speaking live to an audience of my peers when as you rightly said at the time I was working for a a retailer who was not well known so there were those nerves there was that little voice in my head saying why should these people listen to you but the reason at the time I, I remember thinking to myself why am I doing this but that's why I wanted to do it, because it terrified me, because I was stepping outside of my comfort zone and I wanted to push myself to do it. Um, and, and now, of course, I'm very appreciative of, uh, of that opportunity that was presented to me.
0: And, and actually, I, that makes sense now, because I remember for a few years, yeah, online did still sit almost in a silo on its own. And we went under the e-risk banner for a while i think yeah, really we're going back it. even before then yeah, yeah okay a lot you of years could, you could take credit for that and of course now it's all back in one big pot and, and mixes together but yeah um the, the thespian background or aspirations probably explain why although you were maybe nervous as doing it you kept getting invited back with a new update and a story because you know you've definitely got a, a patter on a stage so uh, yeah maybe it wasn't uh, the shakespeare's glow but uh yeah, a retail risk uh, uh, stage certainly came beckoning. I don't know many others since then. So look, your day to day, there you are in uh, the huge head office that is Next PLC. What on earth takes up the bulk of your time day to day? You know, Andy sits down in the morning, you know, give me a flavour of what crashes the diary and what are the regular occurrences?
1: What's really nice about uh, working for Next uh, and working under Steve Teetham, of course, is the fact that every morning he brings the whole loss prevention team together. Uh, so I have a brief update with, with my team at nine o'clock and then half past nine, the entire loss pre- prevention leadership team get together. Um, and it's really helped us to have this, this real channel approach because prior to, to Steve being in the business, I didn't get quite as much exposure to those other areas. So it's great to hear what's going on in retail, what's going on in warehouse and distribution, what security solutions are doing. Uh, and similarly, they get to hear what's going on in my world. Uh, so it's, it, it's, I mean, it's really good. Yeah. The next thing that I do is then uh, review the fraud uh, that the business is experiencing, and then agree the approach with my team, essentially, what are we gonna do about it? Um, and then look to where we need to feedback that back into the strategy um, and then other project tasks as well then come after.
0: Okay. And, and are you able to give us a, um, yeah, fascinated that you're looking at that on a, on a daily basis. Is there any shifts in terms of focus areas that you've seen over the last year or two? Any insight that you feel comfortable to, to share? So this has gone up, this has gone down?
1: The, the main shift in online fraud has been that we're now seeing a, a population of fraudsters that don't actually commit the crime themselves. they they attempt to recruit the general public to do that. So if you've got someone that's coming into your store to collect a parcel that's been fraudulently ordered, it's because they've been recruited by someone else. So the fraudster will recruit them online, give them the details that they need to set up an account or to log into an existing account. um, And the person collecting in store is the end user. It's not your typical fraudster. It's someone that's been... Uh, persuaded by the offer of low price goods. And then when they start to go down that rabbit hole, they realize that actually I am being persuaded to commit fraud here, but unfortunately greed takes over um, and, and they go through with it. So what we try and focus on is getting to that next tier above the people that are coming in to collect the parcels and understand who are these people that are actually in possession of this personal data that are teaching others how to commit fraud.
0: That's fascinating. So as, as a retailer, do you, I mean, you know, at, at the highest level, that would seem like a law enforcement role to do that. But as a business, do you think, OK, well, there's so much you know, benefit to us to stopping that process that you'll deploy resources to, to do that investigation work?
1: Absolutely, and that the tone from the top is really important at Next because we do get that support to do that. Um, there's a real belief in what we do, and it's interesting to hear you refer to us almost like a pseudo police force. We we do value uh, the police skills, and we have got people within our team that have got those skills. In fact, we've just expanded our field team to double. So previously we had a team of three covering all of of the UK we've now doubled that so we've got a team of three in the north and a team of three in the south and again we've recruited uh, a member of the police force um I, I won't name her yet because the contract's not quite signed okay. <laughs> but uh, she she's got 14 years experience uh, in the police force along with some retail background as well so she really ticks all the boxes for us um so yeah we we, we invest in that and we think it's really important we do have those online tools but know there are certain things that you can't get to without going there and doing some good old fashioned policing and sometimes that does require you to sit someone down in the store and have what we like to call a friendly conversation where we interview them and and just understand look how has this been facilitated who put you up to this and
0: essentially who else can you point the finger at right and and just very lastly on that point have you been able to then in effect put a bow on that case and then present it to the police and take that through to prosecution. Have you had that level of success with this approach?
1: Yeah, I mean that's exactly what our end goal is. Um, So we've arrested, or had arrested should I say, we don't physically arrest people ourselves, but we've had 16 people arrested in the past 12 months um, and we were slowed down slightly because of uh, various pandemic-related restrictions. Um, but yeah, when when we sit someone down to have a conversation in store, generally speaking, there will be an entire evidence pack that's been put together before that. So we'll have done the background work, the surveillance will have been taking place both online and in person, where that's appropriate. We'll have identified our persons of interest. We'll have had the conversation with police before we do anything. We let them know exactly what we're doing um, and we get their support and their buy-in. So when we sit that person down to have that friendly conversation, it's all ready to go um, and nine times out of ten, not always, but uh, hopefully when we follow that approach, the police will support, they'll come, they will affect the arrest, we'll support them in uh, Section 18 searches and then we'll, we'll push it through CPS to, uh, to a final prosecution. Uh, and really that's, that's the message that NEXT wants to send out to the criminal fraternity, uh, that there is risk involved.
0: Uh, and if you do this at Next, there is a very good chance you will get caught. Yeah, amazing to, uh, to see almost the, uh, the next, uh, I loosely use the term private police force, but investigation team actually out on the ground, you know, pursuing fraudster. I and mean, that's just got to be superb for retail as a whole. And like you say, big benefit for Next as a business. So you mentioned that that particular uh, approach going out there you know, putting miles uh, under wheels as it were, but any other challenges that have led to projects that you're working on a minute? What are you focusing on? What's the next thing on your desk that, that's coming over the horizon?
1: Well, one thing that uh, we also do as well, obviously mentioned that team expansion, um, but we're bringing in some um, external consultants to uh, provide some formal legal training, both for the new starters and for existing staff as well. So we're putting a lot of investment into getting our guys uh, formally and professionally qualified. Um, One thing that Next never does is sit still. The business is always pushing forward um, and the the business wants this customer-centric approach. Um, And our job is to manage those risks. So within loss prevention, we don't want to be seen as a blocker. We don't want to block or hinder but we want to help the business to take those risks in the right way so all the time when the business is introducing these newer initiatives such as the Dropbox returns lockers in store and all these other fantastic initiatives that make it really good for customers to deal with the business that's where we come in and just help to mitigate those risks so we, we never sat still
0: yeah i mean your language there is very much modern approach i mean it wasn't too long ago that uh... The loss prevention or risk department was sort of internally known as the no department uh because that was the standard word and it was well yeah, if you want to avoid losses just leave the doors locked or take the website down but do you feel that you're engaged in conversations you know far beyond a loss so if there's a strategic decision to be taken about an approach are you consulted through that that process for for, for input
1: yeah, I'm very much seen as uh, the subject matter expert. So I, I do get direct emails from, from my director. Sometimes you know, he will bypass Steve and come straight to me because he knows I'm that subject matter expert. Um, it, so uh, yeah, I mean, I feel really privileged to work at Next and have that direct access. Um, in my experience, directors like to be challenged, but in the right way. Um, I remember not long after I joined Next, been at uh, a very senior meeting with with i was working for colin cullerton at the time again you know colin was one of the reasons that i joined next he'd been one of the retail directors of the year and uh, we were in this meeting and his director at the time said something and in front of it it was only the second time I'd, i think i had access to him and in front of everyone i said just like to challenge you on that if you don't mind <laughs> and uh, colin thought i'd absolutely lost my mind But as long as you, in my experience, if you do it respectfully and from a position of knowledge and experience, directors don't want a yes man. They want people to tell them how they can achieve their goals, but but in the right way. Um, I've never held back bad news either. In my experience, as long as you deliver bad news, but deliver it with a solution, if you try and hide things um, and, and it comes out later in the wash, it'll come back to bite you.
0: Yeah, interesting. Most people would normally wait until their probation period was uh, over, though, before we're sharing that. But uh, yeah, set the precedent. Now, um, I-, I want to talk to you about, you know, that influence that you've clearly got with senior management uh, and the board. But before we do, we're just going to take a quick 30 second break and hear from our sponsors. And then when we come back, I'll pick up on that.
1: These days, surveillance cameras aren't just for monitoring a specific area because with analytics, those cameras can do so much more. Like with any new development, there has been some hype, some disappointments, and lots of new options for the collection and use of data. AXIS enables a smarter and safer world by creating network solutions that provide insights for improving security and new ways of doing business. For more information about AXIS, please visit our website, www.axis.com.
0: So welcome back to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Axis Communications. Thanks, as always, to 3 X Logic. Now, I am, of course, still talking to none other than Andy Wainwright from Next. Now, Andy, just before we took the break there, I alluded to the fact that clearly you've done very well with getting influence. And you spoke there about telling the truth and, and delivering it uh, in the right way to senior management. Is that really, you know, your top tip for how to get what you want? you know so you must sit there and think I would really like this piece of technology or to change this piece of strategy how do you then go about delivering that and getting what you want because clearly you consistently roll out projects I know many of them you initiate there's always new stuff going on and lots of people want to do new stuff in their business but most of them don't get it over the line what are you doing differently? You just have to be very clear about what the return of investment
1: is, Paul. It really is, in my experience, as simple as that. If you tell a senior director, you give me a million pounds and I will give you two and a half million pounds, then that director will will sign that line because it's a no brainer. So you really you, you have to just boil it down to those terms uh, and don't be scared to put your neck on the line. <laughs> don't be scared to promise that you will deliver something um, because
0: that, that's what it takes to get something over the line. Yeah. Uh, give me a million pounds. I'll give you two and a half million pounds back. That also sounds uh, like the opening statement of a confession. That's how we got me uh, <laughs> yeah. with a with a with a promise like that. So look, um, and and you've got this openness, but you have continued to rise through and operate at the very top levels of the industry. What qualities do you think a modern head of fraud, head of online fraud needs to have? Because no longer, I mean, you alluded to the fact that there's ex-police coming into the business, but once upon a time, big generalization, but quote unquote, everybody in your role was ex-law enforcement. Now, you know, many of them, Uh, aren't they've got a different skill set so what do you think you know you have to bring to the table to to operate at the very top
1: well I think the geeks will inherit the earth (laughs) all as I've said before but uh, resilience is really important Um, certainly online it's just a constant cat and mouse game with the criminals uh, and they're just as geeky and sometimes even more so than we are so keeping up to speed with what's going on is, is really important if you don't they will just start to pull away from us um but for me it's really important to just surround yourself with the best possible people um, and give them the environment to thrive um it's give and take but in my experience if you give first you will get that back if you invest in your people you will get that return on, on investment and they will give you of their best you won't need to ask for it it'll just come um and if you do things right I mean there's a difference between a manager and a leader right Mm. if you're prepared to take the blame when things go wrong take response but at the same time take responsibility and accountability for putting it right Mm. and make sure the credit goes to your team and not take the glory for yourself if you do these things then people will naturally start to see you as a leader and not a manager Um, and then it's just a case of making sure those people have got the support needed to do their job um, and, and that's what I've got behind me it's a fantastic pe- team of people who do a really good job um, and I just bask in their glory
0: <laughs> I mean honestly that's that sounds like a, a you know a, a mantra that we should be teaching in schools I mean yeah how often do you hear so well you know it wasn't me it was it was the other guy it was because this happened it was because that happened it was you know because such and such happened so you know to hear you say you know own it you know, but how rare is that?
1: And again, you know, to tie that back into your previous question as well, Paul, that's not what a director wants. If something's gone wrong, a director just wants to know that someone is going to put it right. And you can only do that if you take accountability.
0: Opposed to blaming it on the guy or girl that's currently on holiday and can't defend themselves. So um, yeah. and you mentioned there that you keep on top of sort of trends. Do you... Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, that's, you know, there's not a newsletter that comes out that says, here's the latest frauds to trends, or maybe there is that one that you've found, but what what process do you go through to keep on on top of that? How on earth do you absorb all of the new, um, you know, challenges? It's a combination of, of the right online
1: tools and the people in the field going out and talking to people. For, for online, there isn't one silver bullet. Um, There's not one tool. Um, At Next, we use a suite of tools that help us to understand what the fraudsters are doing. So we can see how they're navigating on our website. We can see what pages they're landing on. Uh, The guys in information security can tell us um, exactly how they're accessing our website. We've got device ID software that can tell us what device the person is using, what language it's set to, what time zone they're in, and various other things as well that I won't go into. Again, those people in that field team that can go out and have those conversations with sometimes, you know, these young people who are coming into store and committing fraud, helping them to understand what they're getting themselves into, um, and they're the ones that can sometimes point us to some of these online marketplaces that we found where there are people just selling per, uh, personal details with impunity. Mm. Um, and again, one thing that that we plan on doing. Um, in the future is getting out to some of these colleges and universities and schools where we know young people are being recruited by fraudsters and just helping them understand the risks involved and just helping them understand look this is this is this is crime that you get involved in uh, and you need to see it as such because if you get caught it it could jeopardize your entire future
0: yeah interesting point there there's all sorts of statistics isn't there about the vast majority of the population that consider themselves and are good, honest citizens, but if presented with an opportunity to make a bad choice, can be, can be led down a different route. So, you know, uh, and, and, you know, a quick and easy book for something that seems remote and doesn't affect anybody, you know, you can, you can see why, you know, numerous do get caught in the trap. So I think that's an amazing, that sounds like a retail-wide initiative that should be going on i mean maybe next uh, next uh, kick it off and um yeah but it sounds like others should be should be joining on that so um you alluded to a few pieces of technology that give you an idea of what's going on i'm always fascinated to understand if people have what you consider one piece of magic is there is there a go-to tool that that you know andy always logs on to first just that you feel gives you a, a flavor or you know Shock horror! You ever leave next and go somewhere else? What's the thing you would say? We need this. This is this is my first bit of the magic. To be honest, uh, my response to that is not a
1: tool, but a person who can use the tools effectively. Yeah. So, you know, if you give me a, a screwdriver, Paul, I can probably knock up a shelf. But if you give it to uh, a carpenter who's worked in the industry for forty years, it can it can put you together a, a, a wardrobe, whatever you want. Uh, it's the people that are important. So you, you can bring in every tool in the world, but without the right analyst to use it, it it's going to—it's only going to be effective um, to a certain extent. And I said, it's a combination of tools. What's, what's important is understanding the picture. Um, I, I'd say one of the first things that my guys log onto on to on a morning is, is probably SQL Server Manager. Um, and they're running that code to understand what's going on in the data. Um, and then they will analyze it. Uh, they'll look at they'll then link in with the field team and they're the guys who are looking at the CCTV they're out there seeing who's picking up the parcels and they'll put that journey together mm. it's only with those
0: two things can you really understand what's going on yeah it's interesting you mentioned there about the people if you think about and it, you know well, you would mention that if you think about you know uh, sports industry or you know uh, financial services and some of those whenever a senior manager is hired the negotiation will always be about it's not just me you need to hire you need to bring my top team with me as well so it's not one person it's it's Andy Wainwright and three members of his team that go across yet often in other industries we we view these things as a silo so you know maybe it should be you know I need a team to come across that that heads up although obviously yeah the outbounds uh, organization is going to suffer but that's probably the what the right way to approach this isn't it
1: I'm all for coaching and development and mentoring as well, Paul. So you know, when I joined Next, I inherited a team and they were a fantastic team. Um, And you know, we have brought in new tools, we've given them new skills to do the job, we've given them formal training. Um, And as I've said before, people respond to that investment. So
0: yeah, cool. Um, now look, one final question for you: You are at one of the largest and most successful. Uh, retailers we have based in the UK at the moment is consistently uh, delivered what's your take on the future of UK retail retail in general are you optimistic I know you're on the geek side on the econ but you know do you think stores have got a future are next opening more stores is ecom going to expand what what's the what's the take that you've got I'm definitely
1: optimistic, but it's easy for me to be optimistic uh, when I work at Next. I'm not a retail mastermind like some of our industry CEOs, but what customers want and expect now is for service to be fast, convenient and reliable. And that's why Next has got that at the core of our principles. Customers want to be able to pick up their device have the item they want on their doorstep as fast as possible with the least amount of fuss. Mm. But at the other end of the spectrum, Paul, they also want a destination to go to when the mood takes them. Mm. And again, that's what Next has worked very hard to make our stores, to make them a destination. So it's not just somewhere you go to browse in person and get a feel for what you're looking for. It's also somewhere you can go to get a coffee or even a pizza and a beer at uh, Campos if you go to the right store. And again, somewhere where we can service those online customers. So they're not just faceless numbers in the sky. These are customers. And so if they want to come into our store and get that level of service, they can. They can collect the parcel, they can return the parcel. If that's what they want to do. So yeah, the future is very much online, but the high street's definitely not dead. Uh, and the stores will, will continue to play a very important part of our offering with, with total platform as well. You know, we're offering our services now to these third-party brands and that's going really well. Um, and that's been a, another real challenge for us uh, now, offering our loss prevention services, not just for Next, but as we bring on all these partner brands who've never had this level of service before, we, we can offer that to them as well.
0: Yeah, it certainly feels like Next are have aspired to and are probably a long way to being the Amazon of apparel and and homewares. It's uh you know, it's it's a great success story. And interesting, um, what you're saying about having other reasons to go into the store just reminding me. Um, so I've said this before on on the podcast, my my boys are now nine and ten, but they'll say, Shall we go to next to get daddy his coffee? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's reached that level of association, yeah. But you go in and there's actually a coffee concession. And I don't think we've ever left having only bought a cup of coffee. Um, there's always some other random thing that gets purchased that's generally sparkly and sits as an ornament somewhere. So, yeah, you're becoming a destination at that point. And I guess if you're ingraining that uh, in children, <laughs> um, yeah. what are we doing to the children? Don't know. But if you, you know, as a potential, you know, as the, a young consumer, understands that then you know it, it can only be a rosy future look um andy it's always absolutely amazing to speak to you you've given some real insight there um the very very last question is just just tell me online team of the year um i know you've is it like 11 years in succession or what, what, what are we up to is it two years on the trot you guys have got it three it, two it,
1: it's four years on the trot for next um
0: the, the winners prior to that were Express gifts. I'm, I'm sure that's just a coming coincidence, Paul. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I remember that now. It's uh yeah. Well, um, where are we now? So you know, the uh, nominations will come out in the summer of 2022. Uh, yeah, fraud awards at uh, King Power Stadium in Leicester uh, in October uh, of this year. So, well, in that case, I have to wish you every success as you you're going to run out of room on the mantelpiece in the in the next office or or your your house uh, i've asked maintenance to install an expanding <laughs> shelf so that each year as necessary we can just make it a bit longer <laughs> absolutely amazing well um continue the good work uh, 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 absolute pleasure as always and uh, look forward to seeing you in a dj collecting an award and speaking again sometime soon but for now andy amazing thank you thanks a lot paul the top people from the top organizations With the latest thinking about the best strategies to use in the greatest industry on earth. Retail. The Retail Conference from the Retail Bulletin. Exclusively at Retech Europe, 8th and 9th of November. Search The Retail Conference for more details.